What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain, episode 291. Happy Thursday, guys. Getting towards the end of the week, getting towards the weekend, getting excited. Uh, and happy November. We just passed Halloween, so time to get serious, guys, uh, before the holidays. Uh, today, I have the CEO of Toposware, Theo, on the show today to talk about what they're building in the space, uh, what they're building in terms of an ecosystem uh, of blockchains and some of the interesting use cases that they have and what they have rolling out going into 2023. Theo, here to talk a bit more about it. Um, how you doing, man? Welcome onto the show. Yeah. Hi, Brendan. Uh, nice, uh, nice to meet you. And uh, thanks for having me. Super excited about this opportunity. Likewise, super happy to have you on the show and have an opportunity to chat with you about uh, Toposware and what you guys are doing. Before we do, tell the audience and um, all of us a bit more about yourself and your background. I'm sure people are uh, curious to, you know, what you've done in the past prior leading up to Toposware. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I have a, I have a background in uh, mathematics and uh, computer science. And uh, I, I was involved uh, or I joined the, the blockchain space uh, in something like 2016, uh, 2017. Um, and I spent uh, a couple of years uh, doing research uh, in a lab on um, researching solutions to uh, the blockchain um, scaling problems. And um, somehow it led me to uh, do interoperability because in the end, uh, interoperability research is uh, scalability research. And I focused, uh, my, I, I specialized in um, trying to solve these problems by relying on or leveraging um, distributed systems and uh, cryptographic primitives. And basically this research is what uh, led to uh, Toposware and, uh, and Topos, the, the protocol. Awesome. What, what is Toposware? What are you guys trying to build more specifically? Because I know you guys are doing a lot of different things right now. Yeah, so, so basically um, Toposware, uh, Toposware we, we believe in three key hypotheses. Uh, the first one uh, being that uh, the, the future is multi-chain and not uh, cross-chain. And um, that a multi-chain ecosystem should be able to thrive even uh, in the presence of malicious blockchains. So for example, in your ecosystem, if you have a failure of a blockchain or a blockchain that becomes malicious, um, it should not um, have contagion. This failure should not be contagious to the rest of the ecosystem. And uh, the last piece is that zero-knowledge proofs are uh, an end-game technology for um, interoperability, scalability, and uh, privacy. So basically, with those three uh, hypotheses, we've built a paradigm shift protocol, which kind of redefines trust models uh, with interoperability. So, um, yeah. Interesting. No, I like that. The, the three like hypotheses you kind of have for Toposware. Um, what, in terms of a contagion, like you mentioned that for like a blockchain, you know, mm -hmm. and how that could potentially affect like an ecosystem of blockchains. Um, can you give us an example of what that could look like and how you guys go about sort of preventing that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so first, when we think about this, we need to kind of dissociate multi-chain and, and cross-chain. And it, it might not be super obvious sometimes uh, to know the difference. So, for example, I, I, I'll briefly explain. So, cross chain is basically when you have two blockchains um, that um, want to interoperate. So, what you do is that you will use a, a bridges, 
And regardless of whether you are using uh, trusted or trustless bridges, um, bridges are basically secure uh, as long um, as the connected blockchains are um, secure. So um, if you have an attack on one chain, or a successful attack on one chain, well, then it just would create um, systemic contagion that will be like threatening uh, the integrity and the economy of that whole ecosystem. Uh, that's not to say that bridges are bad or anything like this by, by any means, but it's just that they have inherent problems uh, um, due to their uh, trust models. Now, on the other hand, you have multi-chain ecosystems, uh, which are built from the ground up uh, for interoperability. So we ensure that um, uh, how do you say, the, the vulnerabilities of cross-chain uh, are mitigated. So you don't have the same vulnerabilities on with um, uh, bridges. And um, so, for example, we have Polkadot. That is a very great example of such uh, multi-chain ecosystems. But it still doesn't mean that there are no problems with multi-chains. Because, for example, in the case of Polkadot and other ecosystems, um, they are currently aiming to um, enable um, generalized communication by relying on trust in validators, which we see as unsustainable for global adoption of Web3. And that's why we solely uh, rely on uh, cryptographic primitives uh, for validity. Got it, got it. Um, there's another ecosystem of blockchains out there that's very popular these days called Cosmos. Um, mm -hmm. And I've spent a lot of time in that ecosystem. It's very interesting what they're doing. And I imagine there's a lot of similarities to what you guys are doing as well. Um, but how do you feel that you guys maybe differentiate between what they're doing in the Cosmos ecosystem and what you guys are doing within Telposware? Yeah, absolutely. So Cosmos is a great ecosystem. Um, they, I think they are the ones that, has the most, that have the most um, zone or at least uh, blockchains built with their framework. I think it's, it's, it's great for adoption. And uh, the problem, though, uh, is that Cosmos doesn't provide some kind of shared security uh, to the zones. So it's a bit different, for example, with that respect with uh, Polkadot. Polkadot, wherever you are, whether you, when you're a power chain, you inherit the security of the relay chain, which is great from your point of view of, of, as a power chain. But Cosmos doesn't have that yet. With Cosmos 2.0, they want to have this interchain uh, security, which is to kind of mimic the, the security model uh, of uh, Polkadot, and that's great. So uh, it's great to see Cosmos going into that direction, which is, they don't have that specific uh, guarantee, those specific guarantees right now, but they're going uh, um, towards it, so that's great. Got it, got it. Um, in terms of Toposware, getting into the uh, details a bit more, there's a lot of terminology that I came across when I was you know, researching you guys that I had not have yeah. heard of before at all. Um, subnets being what seems like something that's pretty important uh, that I don't know much about. Um, and especially with, you know, businesses as well that want to maybe have their own private blockchain or, or build out their own um, chain that's separate from everyone else, maybe for internal uses or something like that. So can you explain a bit about what subnet is? And I feel like, is that like part of the backbone of, you know, how this ecosystem of blockchains is formed with Toposware? Um, or what is it exactly? Yeah, so um, basically, so yeah, we are developing um, a trustless uh, and secure ecosystem of interoperable blockchains, which we call um, subnets. 
And at the, at the core of this ecosystem, we, uh, the, the protocol leverages um, zero knowledge proofs uh, and a primitive of reliable broadcast um, to offer seamless interchain communication without relying on trust uh, in uh, validators for uh, message validity. And those subnets are completely uh, permissionless. So anyone can take the SDK and deploy their own subnets. And you can think of subnet as other, um, um, for example, a blockchain or distributed ledger technologies. And uh, it, they can be more centralized or decentralized, permissioned or permissionless. But the way you deploy them is just by simply uh, taking the SDK, deploying them, and you have access to the broader Topos ecosystem. And um, each of your uh, state transitions are proven cryptographically via a zero knowledge proof. Are these mainly designed for large corporations and institutions to use, or could anyone create like a subnet or create a private permission blockchain? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So um, we've designed um, um, the subnets and the whole protocol with privacy in mind. So um, basically, anyone, really anyone, uh, the, 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 the source code will be uh, open source, uh, of course. So anyone can take the source code, the SDK, and deploy permissionlessly the subnet. It could be enterprise subnets. It could be uh, decentralized and, and public subnets. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's completely left to the developer to design the, the structure of their subnets, whether they want it to be private, public, a blockchain, a non-blockchain, it's left to the, the developer. So we accommodate for, for every, every uh, use case. Got it. And just to cover some of the other terminology that seems unique to you guys, um, I came across a universal certification interface, um, a transmission control engine. Uh, can you kind of at least briefly maybe kind of cover some of these things and uh, what aspects of Topos Wear that maybe they contribute to? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we have the, 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 the UCI, the Universal Certification Interface, and you can think of it uh, I like uh, blockchains uh, learning the same language uh, somehow so that they can communicate with each other. But uh, the, the UCI goes kind of beyond uh, this uh, simple communication standard and it's also capable of proving uh, state transitions. Uh, so basically it lets the receiver uh, verify that an incoming token, for example, or transactions more generally, uh, uh, is correct, is valid without actually seeing the history of uh, that token or of that transaction, meaning that subnets can have uh, a privacy. And um, so, yeah, the UCI is really this common language, this common set of rules that the subnets uh, must follow if uh, they want to interoperate uh, with each other. And um, a big piece also of the UCI is that the UCI is comprised of a certificate, which is uh, an object that kind of compress or aggregates uh, transaction execution to be then delivered across the ecosystem via the TC. And um, the, the TC, if I can just uh, say a word about it, uh, this is, you can think of it as this, uh, the bedrock for cross-subnet communication. And instead of relying on traditional consensus, uh, we rely on reliable broadcast, which is a different uh, primitive uh, in, in uh, distributed systems, but that offers better performance and less constraint. You can think of it as a, as a simpler way um, because we realize through research uh, that um, consensus is not needed every time. So for example, in the case of Bitcoin, it's basically a complete overkill. You do not, Bitcoin should not need to have consensus. It could 
do the same thing by relying on much uh, weaker primitives and the weaker the better. And uh, so that's this realization that you do not need consensus to prevent double spending that led us to, to switch from Swiss consensus to another um, uh, primitive that is much more efficient. Interesting, interesting. For developers that maybe want to build within the Toposware ecosystem, are there any barriers to entry that maybe they need to know about or brush up on? Like Ethereum, you need to know Solidity. Cardano, you need to know Haskell. Um, is there anything that maybe prevents them or makes it difficult? Or is it uh, very simple and straightforward? Yeah, so we, we, we try to, to make it as simple as possible for developers to be able to onboard. And uh, that's why, for example, we are EVM compatible. So you can have developers uh, that come from Ethereum or the Ethereum ecosystem and uh, deploy their own smart contract on Topos uh, without having to learn a new language or a new set of skills. They can just come in exactly like they did on Ethereum. They can uh, come and deploy their smart contract uh, on Topos. Okay, got it. So it's pretty easy for them to kind of like migrate over if, if they don't have to learn like a whole new language. They don't have yeah. to like learn too many other things. So you can just kind of plug right in. Absolutely. Nice. Um, and in terms of maybe Tuplesware more broadly, what are some of the use cases that you hope the ecosystem will be able to solve? Um, do you want it to be something that's very social or community oriented, maybe working a lot with NFTs and tokens? Do you want it to focus on solving larger issues, maybe with uh, the climate and carbon credits or supply chain type issues, or do you want it to get into the business sector or the government sector? Is there like a direction or is it just open for people to innovate in different areas? Yeah, absolutely. A great question. So of course, since we are permissionless and we are EVM compatible, so it means that really anyone can come and, and, and deploy their own application on top of, uh, of, of Topos. Um, now we have a few properties that are also interesting for um, enterprise uh, because of privacy. So we can have enterprise that uh, deploy their own private subnet and be able still to uh, interoperate with the broader Topos ecosystem. And we see, for example, uh, uh, use cases that would involve where um, financials uh, would uh, far exceed uh, uh, any potential securization of a chain and need to uh, interoperate across an ecosystem for other markets, uh, agencies, or countries, uh, or more simply wants to engage a, a consumer directly. So for example, stock markets, uh, derivative markets, Federal Reserve, central banks. And we also see applications, for example, uh, with uh, governments, uh, when governments may want to interact with uh, consumers or uh, consumer on-chain identities. So for example, uh, the IRS, um, social security, immigration, voting, um, student loan, etc. Awesome. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot of potential use cases there. It, are there any applications or things being developed on Toposware right now that maybe you're most excited about or that you think is really cool, maybe you want to highlight in the ecosystem? Mm -hmm. Yes, so we uh, just exited the stealth mode. Uh, a couple of months ago with the publication of our white paper. So we are actually now uh, very uh, actively looking for foundational Web3 partners and a project to ensure that we can have a, an impactful testnet uh, next year, uh, Q2 uh, 2023. So right now we are just uh, coming out of, uh, of stealth. Got it, got it. Yeah, you had mentioned that. What, what are you guys looking forward to on your roadmap going into 2023? I know the testnet's one thing. 
Um, are there other things that you guys have planned out maybe that you're excited about or you want people to, you know, keep, keep uh, an eye on? Yeah, so we've already uh, and keep uh, going on uh, bringing on uh, partners um, and uh, we are, for example, uh, very well uh, um, advised by senior advisors from, uh, for example, director at Meta, Facebook, um, um, marketing officer at uh, VMware, professor at UT Austin, uh, vice president of Bank of America. So we have these partnerships that are building up. And uh, we hope to have more, of course, uh, in 2023. And right now, we are really gearing up uh, towards the testnet. So we all our effort are on engineering to make sure that we can deliver uh, this uh, big milestone that will be the DevNet uh, early uh, Q2 next year. Okay. Do you have a date set for the testnet, or is it just uh, waiting? Yeah, it's it, still to be determined. Uh, okay. we, we, we really target Q2, uh, but I can't give you an exact date uh, right now. Got it. Got it. Um, what about a community? Do you guys have a place where people can go and kind of talk and collaborate on what they are doing or want to do within the Teleswire community? Do you have like a Telegram or a Discord or elsewhere? Yeah, absolutely. So of course, anyone can contact us via our uh, um, contact form uh, on the website, on Twitter. We have set up a Discord, though uh, we are very early stage uh, still. But yes, on Discord, definitely uh, that's where uh, that would be the place to be to contact us directly for technical questions and less technical questions. Got it. And the website's the best place for them to go if they want to get more information. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are setting up the newsletter and, and all this to make sure that we can deliver uh, good contents to people and making sure that we can also uh, with our CRM uh, collect uh, people's uh, inquiries to make sure that we can be responsive and, and answer their questions. You guys have a newsletter too? Yeah, absolutely. You oh, can nice. subscribe well, what, uh, if you want. Yeah. I'll, I'll subscribe. Uh, where where okay. does the newsletter, what do you guys put out in the newsletter generally? Just updates on top of Square or? Yeah, absolutely. Like development updates when we participate in uh, some events. Uh, for example, after tonight, I'll be at some events. Uh, also at the end of the the, the, I'll be in Miami uh, at the end of the, the month, I think on the 17th, uh, for a crypto event. Uh, also in Boston and New York, uh, this on the 7th, something like this. So all these announcements of where we are uh, development-wise and community-wise, we put it in the, in the newsletter. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good question to ask. Where, yeah, what events are you going to? So there's the one in London I know that's happening. Is it right now or in a week? Uh, in London, which one is it? Uh, Token twenty forty nine in London, I think, is the one that's coming up, or is oh, happening yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, I won't be attending this one. Um, okay, but yeah, right now, I think until the beginning of um, December, I have uh, four planned. So we'll be uh, mm -hmm. present in. Uh, New York on the 7th, in Miami on the 17th, uh, on the, I think in Boston on the 5th, uh, December 5th, and the tonight uh, in Boston as well. Um, yes, that's the roadmap right now uh, for the events. Do you guys have any events lined up for 2023 yet? Or is it still um, open? Yeah, not yet. Still open. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, let me know if you guys are going to anything. I think there's another few that are happening here in Colombia. If you guys are interested oh, wow. in getting into the Latin America market. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I think ETH Denver is the other big one that's happening around March. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, Theo, thank you for taking the time, man, really to come on the show and talk about what you guys are doing with Topo Square. 
Uh, for you guys in the audience, make sure to go check them out. Make sure to subscribe to their awesome newsletter. I'm going to do so. Make sure to find them on social media. Um, make sure to like and subscribe to the video and the podcast if you have not already. And uh, Theo, once again, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Um, very informative. Learned a lot about Toposware and very excited to see how you guys expand and what you guys do come testnet. Uh, very exciting. Yep. Thank you, Bernard, for the, uh, the opportunity. It was great. Absolutely. Stay on for just a second and we'll, and we'll chit-chat. Um, but yeah, let's do it again soon. Okay. See you, Bernard. Bye.